Hey everybody, welcome to Daddy Duty 365, the podcast where celebrity dads reveal all the good, the bad, and the funny of fatherhood. I'm your host, Shannon Lanier. And you already know who I have in the building, the <laughs> prankster himself, the one and only nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. He's got his own show on own. He's got movies and books and everything. He does it all. He does it all. You can find him everywhere. Make sure everybody out there at home also follows Daddy Duty 365. All right. Nephew Tommy in the building. Glad to have you again. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. He's been one of the funniest fathers that I've talked to so far. You were on my show, the CW39 Morning Show. I I said, we got to get him on Daddy Duty 365. Yeah, man. I'm glad we did because, first of all, do the kid roll call for us. The name, ages, and genders of your kids so everybody can be clued in. We'll start from the top. Thomas Miles III. Trey, that's my son. 22 years old. Okay. Okay. My daughter is Sydney Ann Miles, 15 years old, and the youngest of the bunch is Jordan Miles, and he is eight years old. Uh, eight years old, so yeah. let me guess, he runs the house? He runs the house. <laughs> That's usually the, how it is. It's, it's his house. That's right. We That's just live there. He's the man. That is a big gap of time, though. It's a big gap, and nobody should be in college at the same time. Oh, see, that was smart. There you go. That was strategic. It wasn't planned, but, <laughs> but we're going to act like it was. But we're going to act, we're like, gonna it act like it was. Because that's strategic planning, because you don't want everybody going to college at the same time. You're nah. just going to be broke, living out of a box. Exactly. Maybe not you, because you can afford to, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I understand. Now, but speaking of college, though, do you think you are going to make your kids either get scholarships or pay for it themselves, or is daddy going to come to the rescue and be like, I got you, I got oh, you? Oh, God. They so spoiled, man. Right? They so spoiled. Let's start there. Let me, let me right? start with this. Let me start with this. My youngest, who is an athlete, I see a scholarship. Okay. That's what I see. That's I like But, that. you know, that's daddy being daddy. Right, right, That's right. what you think you see. You know what I mean? Until you get into some high competition, you'll okay. find out later. What sport? Football or baseball. Okay, baseball. It's playing nice. football and baseball, but okay. I think baseball is going to be the one. You see, they have them do lacrosse, because ain't that many black people playing lacrosse. You can get all kinds of you scholarships. You get all kinds of scholarships. <laughs> Throw that money at you. Exactly. But but I see him I see him as, a, as an athlete, so that's a possibility. Okay. My daughter is the smartest thing in the house. Okay. All right. Hasn't made a B yet. If she comes home and make it, I mean, as far as report cards are concerned, uh-huh. if she comes home with a B on her test, is is just straight drama. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's so, a good sign though. So let me let me give you this. So uh, we're up one morning, I'm taking the trash out, and and my daughter is furious because she has overslept and oh. and she needs to get to school early because she needs to make up a test oh. that she says she did bad on. And I'm like, oh my God. She she's I mean, and when I say going through, she's going through. Uh oh. So <laughs> and you know, my wife is cleaning out. The refrigerator, mm-hmm. things that need to be thrown in the trash, because it's trash day. Let's okay. get it out. Let's okay. get it out. Got you. So, so I hear my wife ask her, well, baby, what did you make on the first test? Uh-huh. I take the trash out. I come back. I come around the corner to the kitchen. I said, did she say she made an 88? And my wife fell, falls out laughing like, yes. I was like, what is the problem? Uh, 88 back in the day, I'm doing yes. cartwheels. Right. I'm doing cartwheels. My daddy is fascinated if right. I brought home an 88. He's like, you probably cheated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you ain't made no 88, boy. Right, right, right. Wow, so yeah. what were you like when you were a kid, and what was your dad like? How did he treat you? My dad my dad was like my best friend. My dad was a oh. comedian. I mean, okay. he was he was so funny, mm-hmm. and that's where that whole funny bone, that's where I got it from. Oh. 
he was uh, he was an imitator, uh-huh. you know. So if I went, I went everywhere he went. So everywhere my dad was, you would you would see this little tag along. Was he a professional? Your no, oh, no, okay. no. But just you had know, it. just had it, uh-huh. just had it, and um, he could imitate a lot of people. And I think he just he missed his calling, man. And I just mm-hmm. kind of inherited it and took wow. off running with it. Mm-hmm. I found out when I was um, I found out when I was pulling out of the driveway, getting ready to go to. Um, to Texas A&M, and, and uh, I, I was, you know, enrolling, I'm a theater major, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad is standing in the driveway crying with tears running down his oh, face. Wow. He says, he says, you got my dream. I said, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He said, I was a theater major at Texas Southern University. I said, are you serious? So all these years, uh-huh. I was in school, speech tournaments and drama, he never told me. Really? Never said nothing. Found out he was a theater major in school, and he had to quit, get out. He was the oldest of his family. I oh. uh, had to get out, help help mom and dad take care of the rest of the kids. And, oh. But I picked up that dream. So did you feel a lot of pressure? Like, okay, I got to graduate now. Yeah! <laughs> I got to do gotta something. Make my daddy proud. <laughs> I got to do something. <laughs> right. So he's been gone uh, five years now. My dad oh, passed away, man, but sorry. he was at least he was here yeah. to see me be something. Right, right, You know right. what I mean? I, I think I made him proud. Yeah, you definitely did. You're making all of us proud <laughs> every day. So what was it like having a dad who was a comedian and who was your best friend at that time? Oh, my God. You know what? I, I We played so much that I I kind of didn't know when he was serious. You know what I mean? So I, I would come home. I, I remember coming home from track practice and my dad saying, hey, I need you to cut that yard tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I come home the next day and from track practice. And my dad comes in 9, 10 o'clock at night. He said, hey, man, I told you to cut the yard. Right. I was like, I, I forgot, Pops. I'm sorry. The next day, I forgot again. Oh. Man, let me tell you something. This is when I knew my dad had another side. Uh-huh. It was 11 o'clock at night. I was outside with the flashlight and the lawnmower cutting the yard. Are you serious? Yeah. And the people next door, hey, what's going on? My dad, like, don't worry about what's what? going on over here. We cutting yards tonight. Man, I have a feeling I got along great with your father. That's the, my type of dad right there. That yeah, was like, my pops. Didn't you I know? tell you to cut that grass? Well, okay. You're not going to push me to the limit, boy. Man, that sounds like a, strict, a stern dad, but also a fun dad who was willing to teach you a lesson at that time. Taught me lessons, taught me the way of life. You know, I tell people all the time that my father gave me a, a, a mental toolbox, man. Mm. My father gave me so many tools inside this box. So I have a hammer, I got a saw, I got nails, I got everything. If I need to cut something off, I know how to do it. If I need to tighten something up, I know how to do it. I have a mental toolbox that my father's given me so many years ago, and I use it in everyday life now. What was the one most important thing you think he told you? I know there were a lot of them, but- There's a lot of things. I I think the most important thing is I learned how to save. Oh. And, And my dad, my pops was the guy that would you know, when you came to the house, it would be bills all over the table, but it would be organized. My mom didn't have to do none of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm that guy like now that okay. I'm, I'm always prepared for the rainy day yeah. if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, God forbid, radio, my radio world is over tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can ride for a while. Not, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I would. <laughs> I can ride for a while. Uh-huh. But I, I think that was one of the most things that he instilled with me is learn how to save your money. Don't spend mm-hmm. all your money. You know, if you make $5, you know, right. save three. Right. You know, and I, I've been doing that forever. Wow. So are you now passing that down to your children? And it's hard because they spoil. <laughs> I know. It's they funny. spoil, man. They, it's, it's a whole different breed of kids, man. Yeah. You know, for one, they don't go outside and play. No, that's th- not know? a lot. We have to force ours to go out a lot of times. Yeah. Like, no, you can't get back on that computer until you exactly. go outside. Exactly. I think we need to have lockout day where we just lock them all outside. I like that. 
whole day. Because when I was a kid, you know, we went outside from the, from the beginning, from the morning, especially if it was summertime, from the morning, you can only come back in and use the bathroom, get right. some water. Right, right. You know, you come in lunchtime, we got a sandwich for uh -huh. you, but after that, you back outside. But wait, what time did you have to Before come the street lights came <laughs> on. That's how it works, baby. No, I didn't know you better be in the house before, before the street, street lights come on. You knew it, because the street light, you could hear it warming up. <laughs> <laughs> you already knew it. About four more yin yin You better be in the house. It's over, it's over. Don't have your mama yell all the way down the street. Oh my God. Everybody like, ooh, you in trouble now? Yes, you grew up like me. Man, yes, they, they need to have that. Bring that back. Bring that know? back. They don't know what kickball is. You know, hide and go seek was like, that was prime time, baby. They are, yeah, they are the Marbles. Come on here. Yeah, Red light, green light. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. They, they're being deprived. That's what I'm saying. Our children are being deprived these days. We need to get them out there doing more activities. So is there anything that you do to try to get your kids more active? You know what? My, my youngest is real active. My daughter will. Mm -hmm. she'll, she'll chime in. Like So for Christmas, you know, I bought something that I, I hopefully I won't look back in hindsight and my uh -oh. wife be mad at me. But And it's being installed now. Uh-huh. Bought them, we God bless us with bless us with two acres of land. Nice. So we nice. got a huge backyard. Mm -hmm. It's sitting, you know, it's got a lake, you got the pool, so they got uh, in ground trampoline. I mean oh, they got nice. it laid that, out. Wait, the in ground trampoline. In ground trampoline. That's not the big one that's it's on the ground. It's, it's in the ground. <laughs> oh, okay. And I did, they're installing it now, a zip line. Wait a that minute. That goes a from one line? side to the other side. Yes. I like that. Yes. That's my type of yard right So I don't want to hear, let's go to the park. This is the park. But they never want to go. My kids, we did the same thing in our backyard. I had all this stuff, the in-ground trampoline that my wife fought for. <laughs> and then we had the, the play set. But they never wanted to go in their own backyard. They said, can we go to the park? Exactly. What's up with that? Well, can we go to the clubhouse? They got the pool. We got a pool. <laughs> so what did you do? We're not going. You're not going. You're going to enjoy this. We got a basketball court. Y'all going to use some of this. Okay. Before you grow up and get out of here. You're going to use some of it. Do they appreciate it yet? Um, I think I think my my oldest, they appreciate it. You have to look at I have to look at it this way. My oldest son, he's 22 years old. He's at Texas Southern University. He was at a time where we were struggling. Okay. My daughter was in the transition. Okay. Of, okay. Oh my God, things are looking different. Right. She's like, oh my God, we're moving. We have food in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> my youngest, uh -huh. he's rich. Oh yeah. Because he ain't, he's not he hasn't seen anything else. All he know is rich. Wow. You know what I mean? So I got three different kids. See, but I was just talking to Master P about this last week, and I said to my children, "You are not rich. You right. have nothing." Right. Mommy and Daddy have a little, a little money. Sum. Yeah, a little some, some. But you have nothing. I tell them when they're fighting over their toys. Those are my toys. Right. I'm allowing you to play with them. Right. So how do you handle it when your kids think they're the rich ones? Are you, uh, you know, that's a, that's a no, no. Sometimes there's a reality check that uh, you know I try not to to explode. But when Daddy explodes, Daddy explodes. Oh, there's really? no in between, and then nope. and the whole house gets quiet, and then oh. and then you go back and talk to yourself like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have done. What have I done? Wait, what does it sound like when you explode? It's, it's explosive. I need to hear some of it. No, you don't. Give us an example. Like, is it just a stern, it's just, deep voice? Or? Don't nobody say nothing Oh yeah, that for at least 30 minutes. Yeah. That's where we at right now. I'm, I'm afraid to talk right now. I don't know if I should say anything. Look. You, know, if you got rich kids, you got to scam a little bit. Yeah, you scam. <laughs> like, some other kids, their friends are not dealing with that, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, wow, so does that work? Do they all just zip it? And just... I think the first time they felt out laughing. Oh, you know, but that was the thing when I told you about my dad. Exactly, I was, I, we was always joking. I thought I thought he was 
you know. So how do you balance that? Because, you know, I get that a lot sometimes, too. And my wife says, they're not taking you seriously. You, you play too much. I, I so. think I think mine have, they see different sides. Like, they know dad, mm. the entertainer, dad, the comedian. And then they see dad at home where dad is tired, mm. dad is serious, dad ain't feeling good. Mm. You know, like right now I'm going through therapy. I had rotator cuff surgery. Oh. So they see me going through so many different transitions yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So they, they they can kind of tell, he ain't feeling it right now. Right, right. <laughs> Let's not mess with him. <laughs> Stay clear. Right, right. Oh, man. But you think that, which dad do they like the most? Uh, dad with the energy. Daddy that wants to play. Daddy that's yeah. in the pool. Obviously. Yeah, right, right, daddy, right. That's, daddy that's cracking jokes. You know, I think that's, that, that's the one, the playful dad. They love that. What do you think is the hardest thing for you to discipline them about? Uh, it's hard to discipline about 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 their studies because they mm. they grades better than mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so was what like, kind of grades were you getting? I mean, I was you know I was that B minus C plus guy. You okay, know, okay. I was right it's in there. Not that bad. It's not that bad. But they got flying A's over there. So okay. and you know what the deal is? I can't help them with their homework. I sat down with my daughter and we were doing math. They don't carry the one no more. So I can't help you. I don't even know. Yeah. It's a whole different book than what we had. They have all these new rules and regulations. I was teaching my daughter how to do a test one day, and my and then she went back to school. And my wife was like, "What did you show her last <laughs> night? She got all these wrong." I was like, "I was trying to." They're like, "They don't do it like that no more." I don't even know if they still have a scantron. Remember scantron? Yeah. Does yeah, that still exist? Thing. Yeah. I don't know. My kids are eight, six, and four, so I don't. Okay, know you haven't gotten there yet. They're still writing in pencils, so we have but, but it is hard to discipline them on some of that schoolwork, especially when you're not able to understand a lot of the stuff that they're doing yeah but how much homework do your kids have to do they don't bring a lot of homework. my daughter brings oh. a lot of homework oh, okay my eight-year-old is, is is not there yet okay you know what i mean now, my eight-year-old they're like killing us with homework every day really and i'm like why i don't understand this yeah. is this is overwhelming do you, and me. do you find yourself going through a little difficult part when yeah, you're going home i'm stressed <laughs> i'm having anxiety build up because of this stuff i'm like let me look it up i'll be right. googling stuff like hold on let me figure this out and with my 15 year old they they take tests they got their computers out. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost like like they can sit there and research it. So it's not really. We yeah. used to have to memorize everything. Everything, yeah. They can go and here it is. Oh, that's like cheating. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a lot better than we do. Right, right. Technology, right. baby. Technology. Uh, man, well, we like to play this game. A lot of people we call. I love my kids, but. Mm. And so you're going to have to answer that. I love my kids, but but we don't want you to answer right now. I'm going to let you Not think yet. about it. All We're right. going to take a quick break. We'll come back and answer that question on Daddy Duty 365. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Daddy Duty 365. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Daddy Duty 365. And this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. Thanks, Comcast. Comcast! Yeah, I like that. Like, <laughs> I had to add that in. <laughs> all right. Nephew Tommy's still in the building. We're breaking it down, talking about fatherhood. And the good, the bad, and the funny of just being a dad mm. 365 days of a year. Man. And we left off talking about, I love my kids, but mm. because there's always something. You're just like, ah, something just, <sighs> I love them, but they get on my nerves sometimes. You ready? Okay. I love my kids, but I want my wife back. Oh, you got to break that down for Ooh. us. Explain that. You know, you got three kids. Yeah. Been married 18 years. Amen. Okay. 18 years. Okay. So it's like, 
that that time you had when you first got married. The, the, you remember that? The highlight, it's like date nights. Yes, that stuff. yes, that that yeah. <laughs> that first five, six years of just hanging out together. When you, you had energy. Yes. <laughs> meet you for lunch. Let's uh-huh. do this. Catch see you at the house around noon. Uh-oh. Those type of things. <laughs> that don't happen no more. Man. Can I get that back? Can All right? I love you. What's, what's, the, what's the phrase again? I love my kids, but. I love my kids, but I want my wife back. Because, and you know, I'm at the stage, too, where they're always sneaking in our bed. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you have a room. Sneaking in the bed. They got a they got a they got an issue when the door is locked. Oh yeah, they'll be banging. My eight year old has a nerve to walk in. What is this door locked for? <laughs> and his what house. What is that? <laughs> what I mean? What 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 are y'all doing? Hey 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 hey! We <laughs> got to talk sooner than I thought. We had right to talk. right. I had to talk with him. I had to talk. <laughs> Man, so is it hard finding time? Because a lot of people they do struggle with having time for each other, and then when they do have time, it's like they're still talking about the kids the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding time, and then when you do find the time, it's almost like you found time to to rest. Right. You like, know? oh, it's so good. We're just going to nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the first day of our vacation always starts. Exactly. Just resting. That's there you it. go. So when you when you go out like like here's here's to show you how spoiled they are. Okay. Spring break for us as kids uh-huh. was just a week off. We had the house, right? Yeah. That's what we, did. we played in the neighborhood. Yeah. My kids are now. I don't know if I want to do the Bahamas this year for huh? spring break. I'm like, oh really? You huh? got choices <laughs> like that. So I'm like, well, you know what? We gonna have to have a poor month around here. Right. Where you please. really understand it. Yeah. You understand? Where syrup sandwiches and stuff like that. Where you just gonna eat syrup summer sauces. Sandwiches. Hog head cheese and crackers. Spam. Sardines. I'm gonna send you through a month of that. Now we're gonna have to get that's your body little, right. That's after torture. That. <laughs> Why not right? You got to cleanse We're gonna cleanse you after that. But you're gonna learn something. <laughs> that is funny. Because they, they, they are spoiled. They think that they can just go. I tell my kids all the time. A lot of kids, they don't get to go anywhere. They don't get to go out of their neighborhood. Right. And you have the opportunity to get on a plane. And to go, go somewhere. To a different place. Come on, man. They don't understand it. And I try to teach them and get them to appreciate it more. Right. Right. But, do they just still take it for granted? You know, you know what? I think I think mine are starting to be more appreciative. I mm-hmm. think they've seen, uh, you know, uh, other different walks of life, and mm-hmm. and to, I think they realize that they're fortunate than than, mm-hmm. than a lot of others. So, yeah. and I'm, you know, me and my wife gonna always keep enforcing it. You're gonna know that this yeah. this everybody don't have this. Mm-hmm. So you, we are blessed more than anything. And, and my oldest, they get it, and the young one, the little rich one, he, he gonna get it sooner or later. <laughs> little rich one, I like that. <laughs> little rich boy. <laughs> the prince. The prince. So we gotta help other dads out there now with this issue of not having time for each other. What things have you tried? Either successfully or unsuccessfully to spend more time. You know with what? Your wife. You gotta have dedication. You have to make time. When you guys do find that time, you can't. You you gotta dedicate it to each other. Mm. And you gotta say, you know what? This is our day. This one, that day. That's us. Okay. Let's catch a movie. Let's go have lunch. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. Let's go do that. And if you don't, then you know time's gonna go by, and you're gonna look up, and you're like, I don't know her anymore. Right, right, right. She's with those kids. Yes, <laughs> the leeches. They're they just hang me. on. And not only do they hang on, they will come between you and oh be right up between you. Like, yeah, we don't like when you guys touch. <laughs> yes. But, 
my wife and I have started to do incorporate weekly date nights, okay. or we call them day dates, because the kids are in school. We can save money. We don't have to get a babysitter. Day dates. I like yeah, that. Day, day dates. Because I'm like, I gotta pay the babysitter before you even leave the house. You don't already right. spent a hundred dollars. Right. So that's why I'm like, okay, we're gonna do day dates. That way, the kids are in school. We can go to the movies and go out to lunch. And then every week we try a different restaurant just to keep it exciting. It's not like you're going to the, the same, same spot every time. Right, right, right. It gets boring. Move it around. So yeah, and then every month we try to do a different activity. Like you know, they have these things where you can do like axe throwing or DJ for a day or a gun range or I'm a pass on that axe. Though. I'm a pass <laughs> it, on it's that. It's actually axe. a lot of fun. You just throwing the axe, trying to nah. hit the target. It's like darts, but on another level. Nah, they got life insurance yep. on me, partner. <laughs> I've, I've seen the zeros on this life insurance. Just, no, 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 no. Oh, make sure y'all don't get in an argument before you go. Exactly. Because like, otherwise, it's an accident. Black people throwing no. axes. Go That's on. why you have to do it because it's different. Stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something that you normally would not do. Okay. Ice skating, putt putt, golf. Uh, putt you know, putt. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Something like Ice that. Ice skating with a lot of padding on. Right, right. Hold the rail. Hold the rail. <laughs> got that part. Roller skating. We can really get down on that. Yeah, I got okay. that. Like, wait, okay. would you? Roller skate like dun, dun, yes. dun, dun, dun. the music got the bounce. And then you know what's too also fun is they have these um, uh, things you, you can go and, and uh, there's a chef there and you can learn how to cook a certain oh, yeah, 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 meal. Yeah, yeah. I think those are cool things to do. Yeah, too. yeah, we've been to a few of those. My wife loves them. Those can be expensive though. Yeah. I'm like, man, those look expensive. Okay. I'm like, we can just cook at home. <laughs> I like, teach you how I do my recipe. The one thing I know how to make: scrambled eggs. <laughs> and then, you know. Would you cook a lot? I cook a lot. No, no. Really? No, I burn a lot. You burn a lot. Yeah, yeah. My wife doesn't usually like to eat the food that I make, okay. so, because okay. it's that bad, and neither do the kids. So, you got to come hang out with me, and we gonna, I'm going to show you a thing or yeah, two. Yeah, we're going to have to do a whole segment on that, because I'm more of a microwave cooker. Wow. So, yeah, not the healthiest thing. I do a lot of good salads, though. Okay. I can yeah. rock a salad. Just put you a slim, though. You fit. Yeah, because I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on, because we were talking about spending time with your wife and how that's day changed. Date. Mm -hmm. Yes, day dates and different things. So another thing that may help a lot of the dads out there and help the moms too, you might find that you like it, is scheduling those intimate times. Depending on a schedule. Now, is that good to do? Because a lot of people because, say, Because yeah, if, if you schedule an intimate moment, <laughs> is it really an intimate moment? Is, is it a moment or is it just part of the schedule? It's better you have a moment than get busy happen. and not have a moment at all. At all. You'd be like, it's been a month. And how long, <laughs> how long do you schedule an intimate moment? Like every week, put on a schedule. No, like, no, 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 no. 15 no. minutes? Oh, that's no. up to you. I don't know. That's up to you. 30 minutes? But it, it, maybe it can be When you get my age, seven minutes. And then we can go have lunch. Because <laughs> you're going to be hungry. You got the munchies. Well, however much time you need. Some people like to cuddle before or after. I don't know. However much time you think you need, you just schedule. Hey, it can be part of that day date. Right. Before or after the day date, this is what's going to go down. You already know. Seven-minute date. Seven-minute date. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think there's ways you can try to make it more romantic. Like, you can, you know, send little texts while you're at work. Can't wait to see you when I get home, girl. Right, You know, right. bring some flowers yeah. along the way. You know, try to send little in the windows along the way. Little, you know, emojis with the tongue out, all that good stuff. Would it, would it help if I just fire up the hot tub and say, hurry home? There, hey, there you go. See, now you're getting it. Okay, Try okay. things to entice the moment yes. to make it special. And otherwise... You know, you can go a little further and go get some products from other places if you want. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to spice up your life. Spice it up. I'm just telling this is a way to make sure people get it. Because, you know, a lot of times people get into relationships where they're angry. So since they're angry, it's not going down. Or since, you know, they're not in the mood, they're tired. Or look. And the more, but the more intimate moments you have, 
Mm-hmm. The less anger and stress there is. It brings down your blood pressure. Yes. It helps you de-stress, yes. detox, all that stuff. So I'm saying there's health benefits. If you want to keep your man alive. Right. Health benefits, people. Do more. Yes, do more. <laughs> I like that. So this is why we're here to help people with this conversation. We are the motivation that you need. Yeah, and some of the ladies, you know, I find the majority of our listeners are women. Okay. So they want to hear what the guys are talking about. So this one is for the ladies out there. We're telling you to help your relationship by doing this. You'll be surprised how beneficial it can be. Sometimes you may miss the appointment, whatever, but at least it's scheduled. At least it's hopefully going to happen. So as long as we all put the initiative in, I think we just, you know. It takes it the, takes two, right? It takes two. <laughs> Sometimes you don't mind if they're just like, whatever. <laughs> Get it over with. But <laughs> I got my appointment. It's going down. No. Let's hurry. <laughs> exactly, right? I got to pick these kids up. <laughs> all right, so back to the kids. Speaking of picking the kids up, we have this other thing we like to do called Daddy Rhymes, where we talk to dads about a rhyme, a rap, a song that their kids like, mm. and you have to sing it. And if you can't think of one, and you have to make one on the spot. So, what oh. are your kids listening to? What's popular? Sing it, rap it for us, whatever you want. Oh my doing. God. Daddy Rhymes. Uh, putting him on the spot Daddy right Daddy Rhymes. Now. You know, the biggest song in the car is I'm Living My Best Life. That's the one. Oh, well, yeah, they've been okay. playing that. Living My Best Life. Is that how it goes? No. I ain't going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, that's the only part I know. I'm Living Duval. My Best Life. That's all we all know. But then, <laughs> right. and, then, and then what's amazing with my kids is when, when, I, when I see them doing their songs, and then the song may have. Uh, a profanity word in it. They know immediately where to stop and how to pick right back up. So the question is, when you're not there, do they go ahead and say the I word? I don't think so. No. I hope not. All right. He's such a good dad. He not. believes in the children. I, I believe I in so. it. <laughs> I hope not. My daughter, probably. Oh, okay. My youngest one, nah. The prince, the prince to is too scared. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's fair, that's fair, because you never know what kids are doing. That's one of the things I worry about when my kids and I'm not there is what they're doing that I don't know they're doing. And then we try to open up the space to make it very conversational. You could tell us anything. You could talk right. to us about anything and try to get them to be comfortable enough with us. What do you do? I, I, um, I mean, like, my daughter's in that, that age where things are things are happening at school, mm. you know, and I'm hearing certain things. The bully of, stuff? Not the bullying, but just, you know, kids having, having drugs. Uh-huh. Um uh, there was some some activity going on with a teacher and a student. I mean, all of those things that wow. you see in the news, yeah. you know. Then you gotta, you want to have that conversation, you know. Yeah. You're like, What's going on? You know, I am sure that the school you go to got a lot of drugs, vapors, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And the fact that she's so into being healthy mm-hmm. and and not um, being affiliated with it, scared of it. I like okay. that. Yeah, definitely. But I want you to continue to be scared of it. I want you to continue to be where whoever you hang out with, make sure you know what they're doing and, and you gotta know who you're around. Right, right. You really right. gotta know who you're dealing with. Yeah, and that's why we try to cut off friends. If we see the friends going down the wrong track, like, yeah, you can't play with them no more, Mm-mm. can't hang out with them, they're not coming over our house. Exactly. Yeah, you, I think as parents, it's our duty to be able to give them that tough love and cut off people that you see as bad seeds because you don't want it to turn into a birds right. of a feather flock together. But it's difficult to see a bad seed sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, what you see that comes by the house for an hour or two, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't give us any indication of what they're doing when they're at school, when they're at their own home, when they're hanging out with somebody else. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. So what stops by your house? You, you you know you just get a you know a front. You, yeah, know, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Hey, Mister Cleaver. Yeah, yeah. And then they go out and smoking in the back. There you, you know? go. So, yeah. so you gotta you, you know you just gotta talk to your kid and say hey, please come talk to me yeah. before you do anything crazy. 
I thought about putting my kids in certain scenarios, like almost a hidden camera show where they don't know things are going on. Like Ooh. if someone tries to kidnap them and they'd be like, see if they go or not. Mm-hmm. But then I'm afraid that they'll think the next time it happens, that's just dad's friends playing. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to put that. But I'm always, you know, curious to find out how they would react if something like a gun was present. You know, would they play with uh, a gun? Right. They, you know, so that's why we are like those type of parents of like, no, you can't go over anybody's house, but anyone can come over our house. Yeah. So what kind of parent do you, do you let them go have the we do, we, we do let them go. Um, you know, we're very particular about where they're going. Right, Most of the time right. they're relatives. Okay. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Or people that we've been friends with for since since for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we know them. Yeah, you know. You know, them, you, you really know them. know them. Other than that, if I don't if we don't know them, yeah, come over here and mm-hmm. Zip line across the backyard. Right, we right, good. Right, we right, got right. you. No, that's. I think it's very important to know <clears> the parents because <throat> even with you know so many people that have, have um, split up homes and different things, you don't know who the other person, their mother or their father, is dating, and you don't want that person to come over while your kids are there. So exactly. I even ask those questions, like to make sure what type of home environment they have, and you know, do they have mama daddy issues, and uh, you know, the ex coming back or something like that. Because I think you know, I'm just always worried and paranoid. Well, it's real important to know where they're, where they are, who's mm-hmm. there, what's going on. I mean, you want to know all the details. I'm, you know, what one of my biggest things is I'm so I have this paranoia about. Who's driving my kids? Mm. Like if 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 my kids are with my nieces, mm-hmm. um, love them to death. But I'm paranoid that your driving skills are not as sharp as they need to be yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I have a, a niece that's 21, 22 years old. I have another one that is uh, 18, 19. I'm like. Mm. I don't know if you can really drive. <laughs> you got a license, but can you really drive? Right, right. You know, so I'm, I'm certain things like that. You know, traveling, going back and forth somewhere because I know anything can happen at any moment. Somebody can make the wrong turn. You may not be uh, smart enough to be watching the oncoming traffic. You know, there's anything that can happen. So I'm so paranoid about stuff like that, as well as what we were talking about. Who's with my kids at all times? What's going on? Yeah. So what do you do if you're in those situations where <clears throat> do you like, let me test drive first. Let me go take let me, let me ride. No. Yeah, ride with you no. first. <laughs> you know, and I think I think I'm upset with my wife sometimes. Like, I don't want Jordan riding with her. Right, right, right. And she's like, well, I mean, she's, 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 no. Uh-uh. She ain't ready yet. Nope. She need to drive by herself for a yep. while. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you know, after I see that you can move around real well, then we good. But right now, now the boy ride with me and you. That's yeah, how we yeah. roll. That's a hard situation. But what would you say is the toughest part about being a father overall? I'm going to let you Not think yet. about it. All We're right. going to take a quick break. We'll come back and answer that question on Daddy Duty 365. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. And we need your help to spread the word. So please subscribe, share, and set up alerts about new episodes, which are released every single Wednesday. Also, go to our social media pages at DaddyDuty365 to follow, share, and repost. And don't forget to tell a friend. All right, now it's time to get back to this awesome interview. Thank you all for joining us for Daddy Duty 365 with Nephew Tommy. And we're talking to him about the toughest. Hardest thing? Yeah, what's hardest thing? Uh, for me, um, time. Oh, that's a good one. Time. It's it's uh, you know, I'm I'm all over the place with with this profession. Mm -hmm. Um, it's how we eat, but at the same time, that doesn't that doesn't make a difference, Mm. and it shouldn't. 
It's about how much time I'm able to give them. And, you know, you'd be surprised by the time you get to running all over the world, when you get home and drop your bags, you're like, oh, my God, I want to lay down. And right. the first thing they're doing is running and jumping in your arms. It's like, okay. Play, let's boom, go. Boom, boom. We got to shift yeah, gears. It's yeah. time to be daddy. It's time to be husband. So I think time. Time is a very difficult thing for me because um, it's not about how many hours there are in the day. It's about, you know, how much energy can I uphold to, to keep running this race that I'm in. But, uh, but still give them their just due. So what do you do? How do you balance that time? Because that's a tough thing for a lot of people, especially when you're on the road a lot. You know what? I'm I'm uh, I'm a big uh, uh, running junket man. I'm 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 running three five miles every other oh, day. Okay. So I try to get it in. So I try to stay as healthy as possible, mm-hmm. even though I eat bad. God, half the time. Chicken wings. Them chicken wings. <laughs> eat bad half the time. But I try to keep my health up. I try to. Uh, you know, I may come home and, oh, my God, he's got baseball practice. Let uh, me go. Right. You know, let me make my presence known because I want him to know that I'm there. But sometimes I can't do it. So when you can, make sure you do it. Mm. When but you can, make sure you do it. Are there certain things you put in place to say, okay, you know, either I'm not going to travel on game days or I'm not going to travel during birthdays or, you know, just to make sure you're there doing certain. Spring break okay. belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a vacation in the summer. That belongs to them. If I get, if I know ahead of time what their schedule is, like my daughter had a, uh, this past weekend, had a um, father-daughter dance. Oh, nice. And I was scheduled. There's this club that opened up in um, Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Brand new comedy club called Chuckles, and they're excited about me coming to Chuckles. And the, the club owner had been talking about it for months, and so we got your date lined up. And then right. my daughter <laughs> comes to me and says, hey, I got this daddy-daughter dance, oh. and I was like, well, when is it? And I opened up my calendar, and I was like, ooh, that's Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm looking at it again, ooh, that's a lot of money. Y'all want to <laughs> so pass that up? <laughs> I, I called Jackson, Mississippi, uh-huh. and, I said, and I just told a guy, I said, hey, man, this, is gonna, this might sound crazy to you. I said, my daughter's got a daughter-daddy dance. Oh, and he was like, you got my heart, dude. Oh, man. He said, I understand. We'll reschedule. Okay. So we moved it to, to sometime in April. Okay. But I, I just, things like that, you like, yeah. I don't want to look back and I didn't do it. Yeah. I don't want, even, we, and matter of fact, we got there and we were bored. Really? But guess what? We left there and went and had dinner. It was me and her. And you were you bored know? together and it was still turning into a great story, <laughs> it was, it, a memory. It turned into a good night. Yeah. You know, we able to talk one-on-one and she's telling me everything that's going on at school, everything that's going on with her. Wow. And it, it was daddy-daughter date night. I still I appreciate that, and it's admirable that you're willing, because a lot of people aren't even willing to take that risk, because they could have said, "Well, we're canceling you, and you're gonna lose out on the money." Yeah. So that yeah. was good. I took the risk. I was like, "Hey, I don't know what this club on," but you know what? I didn't want to lie to him. I was like, yeah. "Dude, I gotta do something with my daughter." Yeah. He was like, "Whoa." Yeah. We'll fix this. Yeah. Do your thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, what about you're about to go on tour again? So first, tell us about the tour and have a follow up. How you're gonna balance that? Oh my God. <laughs> so um, we we crank up Valentine's weekend. Myself, Cedric the Entertainer, D.O. Hughley, Dion Cole, Earthquake, and uh, we will be Cleveland on the 14th of uh, February, Cincinnati on the 15th, and the 16th we're in Memphis, Tennessee. That jumps off, and that's the beginning. I think they got more dates coming that are lined up. Uh, I'm in um, Montgomery, Alabama on the uh, March 14th, Saturday, Montgomery, Alabama. Great place to go perform at the uh, Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Mm -hmm. 
what's what else? My show, my TV show, Ready to Love, is coming to oh, Houston. Yes. Ready to Love, it's coming, it's coming to, to Houston? Houston. Yes. Oh, we gotta get in on that one. Like <laughs> I didn't know about that. Ready to Love is coming to Houston. Twenty singles, ten men, ten women that are looking for love in the city of Houston, Texas. We will be shooting it all summer long. This is gonna oh. be bananas, man. I'm bringing it home. Now, this is an important show that's on the own network. On the own network, yes. Because it's bringing these people together. And it seems like people are really trying to find love. It's not that they're just looking for, you know, TV fame. No, they're looking so, for love, man. How are you going to find these people, these 20 people? You know what? The producers come in. They audition. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. When we did Atlanta, it was thousands. They interviewed, interviewed wow. so many people. And to get in that top 20 is amazing. So they will come in here in Houston. People have already been... Uh, submitting their information. But when you did have some funny stories about some thirsty folks that were just looking for some TV fame. Oh, God. What are some of the craziest stories you've had with people that were auditioning for the show? We had a guy come <laughs> in. We had a guy come in. He's, he, he, he goes through, clears all the background check. Uh, okay, there's a background check. Yes. So for those of you all that know your stuff is a little sketchy, <laughs> don't, you don't might want to pass this one. But anyway, <laughs> guy comes in. He's He's got all the credentials. He's Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh-huh. And then... I mean, it's almost like they're getting ready to put him in. And he says, how long are we going to be? Because, you know, my wife at the house waiting. And he was like, we're like, what? <laughs> you married? You're married? This is a dating show, right? This is a dating show. So you'd be surprised, man, how many people are trying to slide in. Maybe he thought it was sister wives. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you thought this was. I don't know what you thought it was. But you got, you got, some, you got some people that come in that's like, Nah, we're going to pass. Right, right, pass. right. Yeah. yeah, just not the right type of person you look for. So Hundreds what, that you pass on. So what type of people, for those that want to apply for the show, what type of people are you guys looking first for? First of all, single. Mm-hmm. Single. All right? Let's get that part out first. Single, um, career-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh. these are people that are between their, their 30s and 50s that are looking for love. You may have been in a relationship in the past. You may have been married. You may have been so caught up in your career, but now is the time you're saying, I want to take time for me. I want to find somebody for me. And I would like to get on Tommy's show, Ready to Love, third season, Houston, uh-huh. Texas, and see if I can find someone for myself. Men, you're looking for a good woman, a good woman? Mm-hmm. You can find it. Ladies, you're looking for a good man? It can be done. I found love in Houston. 20-something years ago. Wow. You can do it, too, baby. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Won't wow. he do it? Won't he do it? Wow. I was having church up in here. <laughs> so what is the uh, most important advice you would give to the people out there watching the show as well as those people that are watching <clears throat> you on TV? Well, Any kind about of advice? dating. Advice about, about dating? dating, about finding that right person. I think dating. Staying together 18 years like you did. Dating is about communication. Mm-hmm. Um, being together for a long period of time is about communicating. It's about mm-hmm. talking. It's about knowing what's going on in the other one's lives. You'd be surprised how many people are uh, in relationships and don't know what's going on with that person mm-hmm. on a mental um, perspective, mm-hmm. you know right, what I mean? Right, right. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk. Mm-hmm. And I think we get, um, we get caught up in texting so much. Yeah, and be right text, next to and, each other, texting, yeah, right? <laughs> and, and, and texting can actually send things in a different direction. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, and you could walk away and be two days later, why did she say that to me? Mm via text. Why did she say that? What did that mean? Mm-hmm. And now this person's thinking a whole nother thing and you're, you're, the person that said it like, I ain't mean yeah. nothing. And it gets, it gets where everybody's going down a different road and you're not yeah. on the same path. But if you talk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't talk anymore. People don't hold hands anymore. Mm-hmm. 
People don't ask each other to dance when you're at the club. You know, right, you right, know. Right. You look at the younger generation. Like all the guys out there on the dance floor together. What, what, what are y'all doing? <laughs> What's what going on that? here? Right. <laughs> I don't understand that. You know, when you ask someone out on a date, you go and you look them in the eye and you ask a young lady out on a date. You don't text her and say, "Hey, won't you meet me at that? Ain't how it's right. done." No, nope, no. Nope. You know, you open her door. You, I mean, there's this whole uh, chivalry that has been, it's been lost. So when you say communicate with your wife, what is the type of communication you are talking about? Because a lot of people say communication, but they still don't talk. Like you said, they're texting. So do you sit down? Do you look? You have like you know scheduled family meeting times. I don't think meet? it's family meeting time. I think in, in general conversation. I think you know I can I can have a whole lot that's barreling down on me from work, and I can say <clears throat> I got this going on, that going on, and you just start you know laying out what's what's been happening with you, and it's not. It's not, you know, every day, mm -hmm. you know, but as things, as big things happen, yeah. I got to come talk to, to, to the person that I care the most about right. and say, hey, there's a deal on the table. You're not going to believe this. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just hope and pray we get this one. So, you know, you want to include her in this whole career mm -hmm. thing that's happening. Some things I don't say because mm -hmm. some things I don't want to jinx it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't want to talk about this one. Right, 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 right. You know, let me wait a while. Yeah. But some things that, are, that you can look down and say, hey, there's a job down here. They want me to host this on this island. You want to go? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you got six months to get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting my girlfriend. We yeah. gonna do that. You know? And then I, she I think gets that's included. important, too, that you're including her in these life decisions and these changes. Because a lot of times, I'm the man. I'm going to just, I know what's right. I'm going to yeah. do it. But a lot of times, you need that perspective of that, you know, counterpart saying, you know, well, did you think about this? Or did you think about these results if this happens? You right. know? So right. I think that's important that you have those conversations and that people out there talk to each other because if, especially if you're looking for love, you got to <laughs> be able to have these conversations that are important. And it's almost time to wrap up this conversation. But before we go, we've got to ask you, uh -oh. which one piece of advice you would have given nephew Tommy before he had kids? Mm. Yes. Be patient. Mm. Be very patient. That's not one of your virtues? <laughs> <laughs> Be patient. You know, all of my kids are, are, all three of them are completely different. Mm -hmm. And you have to have patience in, in different ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I have the two that are at home. I have patience for them in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I have an older son. You know, we don't, we don't see eye to eye the majority mm -hmm. of the time. So, um, you know, love him as I do, but I'm mm -hmm. still that father with the tough love mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm trying to have patience. So what did you do this time around with the younger kids that you may have done with the other one that didn't work out? And you're like, okay, I'm going to change the way I tried to uh, I've, I've, I've had more time for them. Mm. Um, uh, my, my first born, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of time. I was a hustler. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get it. And, and I knew what it took to go get it. And I, I did it. I went and got it. And um, I wasn't there as much mm -hmm. as I could have been. So looking back on that now, do you regret that? Do you feel like you are trying to make up for that with the other kids because you? Um, I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm making up for it. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think I'm giving them the, the time that's available. Mm -hmm. The time in the in the past, that time was not available. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't there. The money wasn't there, and it it was up to me to go get it. So I I do not do not regret 
the hustle. I do not regret going to get it. Yeah, because you wouldn't be where you are I would today not, we wouldn't be here. That. No, I'm able to give them everything I got now. And I think time is so important. I try to tell people a lot of times kids will forget about the toy you bought them, that new latest game you bought them, but they won't forget about the experiences that they had with you because you gave them the time to yeah. spend with them, to be an active part in their relationship. Yeah, even though the father and daughter dance was boring. Yes, yeah. still spend that time. <laughs> we still had time. There you go. So we appreciate you spending time with us Pleasure, today man. on Daddy Duty 365. Make sure y'all follow him. The tour is coming up. Nephew Tommy is coming to a city near you. It's a huge tour. It's going to be hilarious. I already know it. Go to thomasmiles.com and you can see all my dates. thomasmiles.com. There's also a button on there for Ready to Love if you want to click on it. If you're looking for it, be careful. Be careful. Ready to love. Love is in the air. It's coming to Houston. All right. Thank you, Nephew Tommy. Pleasure, man. Hey, everybody. Before you go, we just want to say thanks again for watching this episode of Daddy Duty 365. But we also need your help to get the word out about this new podcast. So please subscribe, follow, share, and set up alerts to be notified of new episodes when they drop every single Wednesday. And remember that this podcast is brought to you in part by Comcast. Thanks, Comcast. Comcast!